Welcome to Everything Renewed Podcast. This is Wes Morgan. Listen, everyday people operate under habits and mindsets that prevents growth. This podcast is here to address those habits and mindsets and dismantle negative stigmas. We truly believe that if you start with the mind, everything can be renewed. Let's go. It's another day for your mind to be renewed. My name is Wes Morgan, and thank you again for joining us. Uh, I have a dynamic guest today, um, making history uh, on the east side of the state. And as you guys know, season two, we are all focusing on stories and the importance of stories. I got some feedback about our last episode when I was talking about myself and some of the uh, struggles and things that I personally uh, experienced as a young child um, and even into adulthood. But today it is not about me. Um, I reached out to a very close friend of mine, um, and really not a friend. He, he's a brother. I have known him, uh, it might be safe to say all my life, actually, (laughs) um, from kindergarten all the way until now. So, um, he can't golf, but, you know, (laughs) (laughs) we we spent time together on the golf course, but that's none other. I want to introduce, uh, my guest today, Mr. Quinn Wright. Quinn Wright uh, from Madison Heights, uh, originally from the township, Royal Oak Township. Um, but Quinn uh, is a very close brother uh, to me. But, um, we, again, grew up together, um, went to MSU, uh, got go green. go green and go white, you know, got his, um, all of his good degrees there, right? But he, in all honesty, um, and really want to give him the proper introduction. Um, he went to MSU um, and he graduated, of course, from Ferndale. That's where we were at. And he served on various commun- uh, community-based leadership positions at uh, MSU, including the student body president, student assembly chairman of the Associated Students of MSU. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's currently on the alumni team board, some type of position doing things with MSU. Um, and he also does a lot of volunteer work in Madison Heights, where he lived. Uh, Quinn made history in his city, and we're going to uh, get into that. I don't want to spoil that in his introduction, um, but he does a lot of volunteer work. But more importantly, uh, he serves as a financial advisor, um, and he's just making a lot of moves. And I'm very grateful that he took some time out of his busy schedule uh, to talk with me. Um, again, I'm saving certain things for our conversation, but he will love for you to know that he um, has a wonderful wife and he's the proud parent of three intelligent, independent, and adventurous young girls. Uh, he has a house full of women. Uh, congratulations, Quinn. Uh, I'm glad I got some boys in there. But Quinn, welcome to the show, man. Glad to have you here today on the Everything Renewed podcast. Wes, thank you so much for this opportunity to be a part of your podcast. I am uh, excited to be here to uh, set the record straight. I'm an okay golfer, but... <laughs> yeah, you, you're decent, but it, it, you put a couple golf balls over the fence and might have uh, caught somebody's house too, but that's all right. I can't Allegedly. golf either. Allegedly. We're not going to yeah. talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't golf either. I, I'm not, I can't even talk jump with that. I'm just, I just started learning, so we're learning together. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome, man. Um, let's start the show off with um, 
I ask all of my guests a question here. And uh, Quinn, I didn't prep you for this, so good luck. Uh, what's something you want to experience uh, this year? Um, something you may want to see or something you may even want to see change. What is something you want to experience in the year of 2022? Well, uh, you know, Wes, I would love to do a little bit more traveling to the west side of the country hmm. and see the left coast. Um, during the past couple of years, travel has been limited. And, um, you know, I've never really got to experience Portland or Washington, uh, you know, even quite honestly, I haven't been to the Grand Canyon. So um, I would love to to go to the left coast and uh, to experience uh, L.A. and, you know, see see what it's like in that part of, of our great nation. Hmm. L.A. OK. West Coast. I've been out to the West Coast a lot. Uh, why the yeah. West Coast? Is it something out there that just intrigue you or? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just another part of our great country and seeing that how people um, live out there, you know, smelling the earth and just getting to experience it. You know, I've been out to Arizona, been out to Sedona and to uh, Phoenix and Scottsdale, um, you know, I've been out to Denver, but, you know, to Colorado to, to go out to Portland and that part of the country, I don't know. I think it's important to see other places and see other people's experience. I think diversity is incredibly important and it changes your perspective of the world. And so I would I would love to experience it, taste the food, you know, uh, drink the water, you know, just uh, be in the atmosphere. I, I, I feel you. I just came back. Uh, well, I just, I'm saying I just came back. Mind you, it's been probably now a month now or maybe a few weeks ago but I can't stop talking about the wonderful time I had in Mexico but I too want to travel every chance I get I'm trying to leave Michigan it's nothing wrong with Michigan I I love a oh, great state. state very great state um but I like to travel and as much as I can I'm out of here but well, you listen know. there's no place like home I've been halfway around the world um, studied abroad in Australia um and you know um be it ever so humble. There's no place like home. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, that that ain't know. my testimony, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey. the older the older I get, I need warmer weather more consistently. And okay, uh, okay. especially Michigan and up here, definitely on the west side of the state. Um, you know, my mind be playing tricks on me with this weather, and the weather is just absolutely brutal uh, and very disappointing. <laughs> you know, one day oh, it's seventy five, and the next day it's snowing. Like, come on, man! <laughs> listen, for the first time in my life today, um, the Michigan weather got to me, and I said, "Okay, I'm tired of this cold, yeah. and gloomy stuff. Yeah. I need some sun. I need I'm... to get out in the sunlight because this." I'm, you know, and I'm a very optimistic person, but it just was like, this is enough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, let, let's get into it. Um, again, I, I've been focusing on stories and I have my eye, you know, uh, on all of my close friends. And I got a couple more phone calls I need to make uh, because you all are making history and you specifically um, did something very brave that most people are afraid to do. Um, and especially being a black man, um, the things that we face nowadays, um, the harassment, the killings, um, the lack of opportunity. Um, a lot of us, we, we cry for change, but uh, we're very hesitant in getting our 
hands and feet involved into our community and in our state to bring forth change. Um, and there's a lot of reasons behind that. Um, some of us will say we don't have the opportunity. Some of us will say we're being looked over, but you, you did some things that um, really uh, blew my mind. Didn't even know that this was something that was on your heart. Um, last year, if I'm not mistaken, uh, it, mm -hmm. it was in the month of December, 2021, you made history. Tell our listening audience a uh, little guy from Royal Oak Township, um, gr graduate of Ferndale High School. Y'all, we proud of where we come from. Um, <laughs> what, what, what did you do? So, Wes, I was, I decided to run for office in 2021. And um, as a result of that, I was the first uh, African-American to serve on city council for the city of Madison Heights. In the 67 year history of the uh, city's existence. Wow. In the 67 years of existence, you are the first African American male, uh, emphasis on that, um, to run and be in, take office, right? Uh, first yeah, of I would all, say congratulations, man. Um, and I know we say that, we say that so easy, like, congratulations, man, I knew you had it in you, but I don't know if we really understand the depth to what you have to go through um, in order to run for office. You said you were, uh, go ahead. No, I mean, it was, it was quite a challenge and it was quite monumentous. And yeah, you know, it all started from a place of passion and I'm being tired and realizing that this is how we fight. Um, you know, uh, having to get into the game and like run the race. And so, you know, I decided that I, I got really angry and really sad. I really got to a really sad and angry place during COVID. And I really got to this point where I decided, I asked myself, like, what really do I want to be my legacy? And like, what really do I want to, what do I stand for? You know, as a, as a person who as a profession as a financial advisor, you know, a lot of times you, you try to, um, for good reason, be neutral. And, you know, you try to, uh, you know, just go about your business and not get in, into the weed of things. But, you know, as a, as a black man and as a human being, some of the things that I saw going on in our country over the past, previous four years, I could not be neutral. I could not just sit back and watch. And it just, it, lit a fire in me to say that somebody's got to step up and it's going to be me. And so um, mm. I just decided that I was going to, I was going to try and run for office. And at the end of the day, I, I felt like I had nothing to lose, you know, and mm. uh, I felt that way because um, if I try and I don't succeed, I haven't lost anything. Um, I learned a lot. I met a lot of people, you know, people know who I am. And, you know, if I win, I get a, a, an opportunity to really be impactful in representing something greater than myself, which is my city. And also um, being a model, an example for the young um, people of color and black men and women coming behind me to know it might not be as hard for you. And also, hey, you can see that you can do it. You can see yourself. You can see that representation. And um, so... It was just, uh, it was something that, that really, you know, I really have and had a, a deep passion for. And honestly, you know, now that I'm here, I recognize it's something that we need, you know, and I look at our parents' generation and the generation in between, 
um, it's time for us to step up and it's time for us to be leaders and it's time for us to do better, uh, do better by our parents, do better by our children and, uh, and, and really make sure that we're taking care of each other. I, I really feel it's important for us to take care of each other. So this was my, this was my attempt to do that. And so um, I put myself in, in the line of fire and, you know, um, it, it paid off and um, it got me elected, uh, sorry, excuse me, got me appointed in the long run to city council and the ability to serve the, the, this community uh, for uh, the underserved and for all the citizens in the community. Wow, that, that's awesome. Something you said right when you first started talking, you said you were angry and um, really going through a lot of different emotions, but uh, you use that anger to become passionate to say change has to start with me. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes we get, we don't understand like the power of our own story, the power of, I like to say the power of our narratives, meaning that not just using emotions and experience to uh, give us direction, but more so to use it to make an impact. And so you mm-hmm. turn something within to help define who you are. Um, because to, ru- to run for office, uh, in my opinion, you gotta be crazy. <laughs> you, 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 you have to be crazy. Uh, because like, I, I, I couldn't imagine that because I would get fired within the first, you say anything about me. Well, I guess I don't care if people talk about me, but the moment you say something about my wife and my kids, yeah, I don't care about where, yeah, I'm in trouble because I'm going to snap. Yeah. Like, there's no if and buts about it. Um, yeah. And so, and you running for office. So you you want to run for office because you, as, I'm, I'm assuming, and we don't need to get into all the politics behind that, but, you know, you I, I don't call this person president, but I call him uncle. Uh, but previous four years uh, under certain leadership, kind of brought a lot of different emotions um, within our country. So you take yeah. what you experienced there and say, hey, I see some stuff that needs to change in our community. Mm-hmm. And that change is going to come through me. Can you explain a little bit in more detail, like what's the mentality? What's the mentality of a person who inspires to run for office? Maybe some qualities, uh, outside quality. of crazy <laughs> well I mean you know what you have to be tough and you have to know who you are as a human being and um, you have to have strong conviction for why you're doing what you do because I'm going to tell you something along the way that you'll see meet many of people who think that they're convicted about what they're doing or have conviction until they come across obstacles and they come across that opposition you just talked about you know, along the path was, I'm going to tell you, people have, they tried to trigger me. They tried to get me to respond. And, you know, we've had to have some conversations in our house where, you know, I've had to talk to my wife and my kids about just that people trying to get us to respond and people trying to get us to come out of our character. And, you know, and, and you know, I always think about Michelle Obama's comments and my wife and I many times had to respond to each other and say, you know, when they go lot low, we got to go high because, mm-hmm. you know, one of the yeah, things a that drop we- kick. Oh, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, you know, it's so true. 
um, along the way, um, you, you know, I, I had a, an advisory board and, uh, you know, it was a kitchen cabinet, as we call it. And Wes, you were on my kitchen cabinet. You just didn't know it. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's these people along the way that you listen to and, and they guide you. You know, um, we all, as we go, we all should have people who advise us and who we listen to. Now, that doesn't mean you do everything they say, but you listen and you hear them out because they provide you with a perspective that you might not have. And um, one of my advisors said to me, like, after somebody had did something to me, she said, I'm going to tell you something. These people are going to try and take you down to your lowest common denominator, which is an angry black. And you cannot do that. Say that again. Say that again. She said, these people are going to try to take you down to your lowest common denominator. And that is an angry black man. And you cannot Mm. let them do that to you. And, And she was right. She was right. But that's where the toughness has to come in and it has to be a, a mental toughness. You know, I think a lot of times, you know, like, you know, what's you and I growing up, you know, like I think, you know, people, you know, tried to grapple with us. But, you know, uh, you know, it wasn't like bullying, like, you know, it wasn't a, a whole lot of bullying. I mean, I'll admit I got bullied a little but you know, we kind of stood our own physically. But as you get older, it becomes more mental. And people like mess with you and it, it you know, it gets frustrating because you, you don't get physical, but um, you have to develop that mental fortitude to know again, like to center yourself and to be grounded and to focus on, on the task at hand. And those, those distractions are not the task at hand. And, you know, when they do things to you, it's a distraction and you have to stay focused on what your goal is. And, you know, the, the saying that I always stuck to was what they say is about them, how I respond is about me. You know, they can yell, again. they can scream. What, what they say is about them, how I respond is about me. And so- oh, I never heard that. You, yeah, you can call me what you want, but that's about you. You can say, I made you mad. That's about you. I made you mad. I'm not mad right now. I am focused. And so you have to have the understanding that you're reaching for a higher goal and that it's not always about how hard you can hit, how smart you are. It's about how many punches you can take. It's about how many times you can get knocked down. It's about having a will to not quit. And so um, the road is is hard, man, but it's worth the fight. And it's, it's just like anything else that's worth having. I, I, you know, I used to work with a guy who had an expression and he said, how do you eat an elephant? You know, you know, the, the other part of that, how do you eat an elephant? A little bit at a time. <laughs> one bite at a time. And that, that is the story of it is one bite at a time. It's one step at a time. It's one, one breath at a time. Sometimes like, mm. you know, there's, there's so many times I had to, you know, get in contact in connection with how I was really feeling so I could move on and let it go. I could say, I'm really, I'm really angry right now and I'm gonna let it go. Or I'm really sad right now because these people are, they're just, they're lying on my name. And I'm just, I'm, I gotta let it go and be confident and know my goal. So it was, it was a lot of believing in myself. It was a lot of um, preparing and, and really remembering who I am. And, And part of that was having people around me to remind me of what I was trying to do. So I didn't get caught up in, in the unnecessary. See, that's interesting to me because, um, you know, running for office and 
And I know you're kind of at the beginning stages, but you're still introduced to a lot of things and you have to deal with pretty much everything that comes across in the state um, from a national perspective and just locally. And mm -hmm. for me, what I'm hearing you say is like, one, you're surrounding, surrounding yourself around people who, first of all, not only just speak into your life, but also believe in the mission that you have set forth. And then it's also a mental fortitude that you spoke of, of um, the ability to be focused. But what do you do when, uh, as you know, we live in a, um, a social media age where sometimes so many different perspectives are shared and then we don't even know what the truth is, you know, left wing versus uh, right uh, wing and this person said that and that person says this. And then the mm -hmm. lack of um, the lack of respect and 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 if you allow me to rabbit trail uh, very quickly, um, one of the reasons why I am focusing on people sharing their stories and allowing people to hear is just that because we have lost the art of storytelling, we have lost the art of respecting one another and finding mm -hmm. out you know more about their life we look at people and judge them, or we might catch a snippet of who you are on social media. And so getting back to our conversation, it's like, so we, all this politics stuff on, on social media. So what, as a person who's in office, what do you say to us, the people who are looking from the outside in, telling, you know, the city councilor here, um, you know, y'all not doing nothing. This city is horrible. Uh, look at this and, you know, all of these negative things and their source of information comes from God knows where, you know, might be Facebook, an article that an eighth grader wrote, but they, they <laughs> taking it as truth. But yet we have folks like you who say, I don't like what I see, but I'm, I'm in the fight, but we have lost the art to respect your office, to respect the the mm -hmm. fact that you're giving your time to serve your city how do you address that when you said the mental fortitude yeah i hear that but i also understand like to me more the pressure comes from the outside from these forces what what do a person like yourself do to maintain that well i mean you have to remember your purpose and remember why you're there um, i think that's what you have to do and you know um you have to you have to lie on the truth, right? Like, you know, um, there have been many times, uh, even now, where I recognize the viewpoint is different when you're in the seat than when you're out of it. Case in point, I remember election day when we were campaigning for votes and I'm standing there next to my competitors. And it's like in one of those moments where, you know, when it's all said and done, you recognize that you're both given everything you got. And there's that mutual respect uh, for a brief moment where you're like, look, you gave it 110%, I gave it 110% as a, as a uh, competitor, I respect you because I know what it took for you to be at this very moment and it wasn't easy. And so that creates a, a bond that is, is significant, I think, to being in you know, any type of, of thing that you put your all into is that, you know, you know what it took to get there. And so uh, when you know that and you go at people, you come at them from a different perspective because you're not just coming at them from the, you know, the outside perspective. You understand some of the nuances of why they're saying what they say and how they say it. 
Um, but to to the, the, the common person who does not, who is not sitting in that seat, I would just say you have to um, get to know your people in office and um, get to know when they are paying attention because there's some good people who actually are trying to give their all and who are trying to make changes. But, you know, the, the line is the road is narrow. And, you know, sometimes you have to know how to play for the long term. You can't just be short-sighted. And a lot of times when you deal with people in the public, you have to remind them that we have long-term goals. We want to make our city safer in the long term. So we can't make a short-term fix that won't really help us. And so what happens is sometimes people end up doing that and then it backfires. And so that's where I think as public servants, there needs to be better communication as to what actually is going on. And there also needs to be better communication as to what cannot be communicated, because quite honestly, some things are um, just not at a point where they can be fully shared. And that's not that they're being hidden. It's just that things are ongoing and developing. And so, you know, I would say to anyone who really cared, I would just say the information is there for you. If you want to know what's going on with your city, if you want to kind of see how things are moving. And so that's actually a lot more transparent than people want to believe. Um, you can always go to, to sit in on the meetings, uh, all the votes of public records, all of the minutes, all of the documents, it's all under uh, Open Meeting Act. So there's opportunity for you to get involved and to, to really know. But at the end of the day, I would say, if, you, if it's something you care about, you need to talk to those people and uh, let them know you're there. Let them know, let them see you. Because I promise you, a lot of people get attention. I've learned that, that much. That sounds simple, Quinn. But if I'm being honest, like the average person in their city don't do not know how to build a connection. Um, you know, if I if I'm trying to contact somebody in my city, I got a very uh, I got access to your email. You know, what mm -hmm. what is the likelihood of the public being able to access someone of your of your stature? Uh, and your, you know, other officials as well to say, hey, you guys are saying build relationship, come and talk to us. But when I say, okay, good, I want to talk to you, Quinn. But then we can't get on your schedule or you don't respond. <laughs> and I'm not necessarily saying you per se, but I'm just, yeah, I'm yeah. saying politicians in general, we hear that a lot. But, you yeah. know, that's why this hearing your story is very important. So maybe you can give someone like myself who was always doubting uh, politicians and all of this stuff. Like I, I told someone who came and knocked on my door, I was like, don't come knocking on my door. And the reason I'm saying that to you is because you only knocking because you need my vote. How about you knock when voting is done and I actually have a chance to sit down and talk to you and figure out mm -hmm. what's going on. I never see that. I only see people knocking on door, which I know is procedure and all of that stuff to win over votes. But I don't hear nothing else from, you know, my well, people in my city after that. Well, let me put that into perspective, too, um, because I, I see the other side of it, too. And you got to recognize, too, that um, when you become a public servant, you do it because you want to help and, and be a part of of a bigger change and you do um, have a responsibility to the city and to the citizens, but at the same time, you're still a husband, you're still a, a father, you're still, you still have a job. Like I have a day job as a financial advisor that I still am responsible for. I'm still a son. 
And um, I'm still involved. I'm involved in my church. I'm involved in my kids' school and so on and on. And, you know, I coach my daughter's basketball team. And so, you know, we're people too. And Mm -hmm. as much as, and I think sometimes what happens is when you get in certain roles, we forget that there's a whole nother aspect of that person's life. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, it becomes a, a, a matter of making sure that we're being good with your time. And so, and that's something that that I've had to learn to do is be better with my time and know, you know, create opportunities for people to talk to me, but also, uh, you know, for example, put up boundaries, you know, like, for example, I was out having, uh, you know, lunch with my daughters and that's, that's our time. Uh, mm-hmm. At that moment, I, I am counselor Quinn when I'm in the city, but when I'm out with my family, I'm dad. So, you yeah. know. And we have to respect those boundaries. And so I would say, respect their boundaries. Know that they're people too. Know that that's a person. Know that that's a father, a husband, a wife, a teacher, a, a hmm. janitor. Know that you know that they have they have commitments. Like they might have to go to do something with the fire department, the police department. Know that they're in places you elected them to be in places you could be in, and therefore they might not be available sometimes. But at the same time, know that sometimes people don't get a response because they don't reach out. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people uh, who have had complaints that they, they could have just emailed or called and they were like, no one's talking to me. Nobody's well, really. You didn't reach out like that. That wasn't about not being available. You never reached out. You you assumed I wasn't available because I didn't come when you wanted me to. But the reality is, like I said, husband, father, but. I think I would say to anybody who feels disconnected, know that um, the opportunities are there and that these, but know that these are people too. You know, I met a lot of teachers, principals, people in high positions. And, you know, first thing I want to do is call them pastor, call them principal. And you know what the first thing they say to me? Their name. Call me Larry. Yeah. Call me Larry. Call mm-hmm. me Sherry. Because when you put these people in these positions, it kind of dehumanizes them a little bit and they feel that. And so at the end of the day, we all want to be seen, but we also want you to understand that we're people too. So, you know, yeah, when I'm out in public, sometimes I do ask people to call. I know I I was at an event Sunday and I introduced myself as Councilor Quinn Wright everywhere I went. Hi, I'm Councilor Quinn Wright. But, you know, when, when, um, when I'm with my family, I'm just dad. And so, you know, um, I would say, don't be, don't be so easily, um, don't be so easily discouraged because, you know, that's where I say you have to understand, like, you know, what people say and do is about them. How we respond is about us. And, um, you know, I know, and I will encourage anyone who, who wants to reach out and meet and connect with all of their levels of government, the opportunity is yours. And you, maybe you won't get it right away, but mm-hmm. if you are persistent, they will respond. And if they do not respond, they will uh, at some point have to respond to you and, and respond to the fact that they didn't respond. So, um, you know, I would just say, don't, don't be easily discouraged. Don't, you know, don't be easily pushed aside make sure that if you have an opinion that it is heard and that the, it, it, you are responded to. Now, I will tell you this, you might not get the response you want, Damn. but <laughs> you, you got to respond. <laughs> yeah. You got to respond. I, I, I like that. I, I, I can respect that. I think 
because I just said that, you know, we, we, we lost the art of respect and understanding people. Um, and just what you said, Ashley, is a great, re a great reminder. Um, let's wrap this up. And I, I want to, to do two things very quickly. Number one, I want to throw some very quick questions at you. So more so, okay. this is like information questions of somebody who may be wondering, you know, maybe protocol and all of that. So we don't have to go so in depth. So give me maybe, you know, a very short answer and then we'll wrap it up with some last words. So number one, uh, for what you do, you are uh, um, Madison Heights City uh, Counselor here. What, so does this mean that, for example, you get to run for mayor? Um, um, I'm not, I'm gonna leave out all of the income stuff, but does this mean you gonna, go from Madison Heights and it qualifies you to be in Washington, D.C. Somebody might be wondering, they don't know the proper government and all of the rankings and stuff. Can you get give us a quick cra crash course on, you know, kind of like the hierarchy of government of where you're at? Yeah, so I'm at the local level of government. Right now I serve on city council at the local level. Next level up will be the county and above the county will be the state level above the state level, we go straight to the federal level. So there's uh, about four levels of government there. Um, I do serve um, on the city council and our city has a city manager. So what that means is that our city manager runs the city on a day-to-day -day basis and the mayor serves as the head of the city council. And so um, uh, city council, the city manager reports to city council, uh, but the city, manager also has reports which are the police department and public safety um fire department and uh, all the public services report to the city manager and so um that is kind of like a high level of how how it comes together and i'm i'm the person who is kind of basically over the city manager serving on city council um and yeah okay is that quick so yeah yeah that that's good so is it, um, you know, if if John Doe wants to say, hey, I want to run for office and start at the, I think you said the state level, would a person have to start at your current level and work their way up? Can You can't just buy, can you bypass, you know, yeah. your city and just go right to the state? Wes, you can run for president if you wanted to. Uh, so this is America. You could go from running from uh, city council to president. Um, now, will it be a lot more difficult? Yeah, because uh, you it takes a lot of work and you got to have a lot of momentum. But, um, you know, the qualifications to run is to be a U.S. citizen. Um, mm -hmm. you, you don't have to have prior experience serving at any level to run. If I chose to tomorrow, I could run for, um, you know, uh, Senate, U.S. Senate or, you know, um, I could run for, for governor if I wanted to. Now, am I going to do that? No, because I know I'm savvy enough to know that that's probably not a smart move. Yeah. But uh, I don't think people, the thing I wish people understood about running for politics is that these people are not running based on their experience. They're running based on their stances. And mm -hmm. so what that means is them being elected has nothing to do with them being qualified. <laughs> Oh, you just said a word right there. <laughs> uh, ooh, that, ooh, I could, I could run with that one. I, I like that. So them being elected has nothing to do with them being qualified. It's all based upon their stance. 
Well, based upon that stance, I, you know, it's, I've seen meetings where, you know, people were not prepared and they asked questions like they weren't prepared. And it was only if you knew the details that you knew that they weren't prepared. And you're like, wait a minute, mm. you read nothing. <laughs> you're just, <laughs> yeah. you're just going off a, off a talking point. And so wow. you, you know, it's, I had imposter syndrome for a long time and I gave it up because I was like, you know, like, oh, I'm not qualified enough. There's people who, who have been working harder, this and that. And it was all just imposter syndrome. I am Counselor Quinn Wright. I am the person for the job. There is no one who will do and represent better than I can. And you have to believe that and know that you are the person for the job and you cannot allow others to make you feel like it's not for you because if it's for you, it's for you. You just got to go for it. I was going to ask you for your last words, but you just gave them. Uh, All right. I, I, I like that. I, I really don't have to ask, ask you that. Uh, where can people find, you know, may, maybe someone want to further this conversation or reach out or even donate to a future campaign oh, yes. or something like that. Uh, what yes. what are your, your social media, social media handles and all yes. of that? Wes, I am so excited that you mentioned that because we are starting to gear up for our next <laughs> campaign. If you want to help um, my campaign, I greatly appreciate it. If you went to quinnright.com, that's Q-U-I-N-N-W-R-I-G-H-T.com and you donated. There you'll also find links to my social media. Um, the campaign page admittedly does need to be updated. But at the same time, there's opportunities for you to learn more about me and to donate and like be a part of this movement that we are creating. You know, it, I cannot do this alone. I can't. I, I could not have been uh, appointed to city council without the support of my brother in uh, Wesley Morgan. I could not have done it without the people who all gave to my campaign financially. Uh, one of the places where I will tell you where we as people of color and minorities fall behind, I'm gonna be quite honest with you, is because we do not have the money to compete sometimes. Mm. And we need to understand the power of our money. And we need to put our money where our mouth is. We need to do it. As a, as a people, we are the worst at putting our money where our mouths is. And we need to support each other and we need to support our economy in the right ways because everyone does not respect race, but they do respect green dollars. So we need to leverage ours in a way to show them that we are serious. Well, Quinn, as always, brother, it's always good to um, talk with you. And you you dropped a lot of insight, especially about uh, the position and your story. And I, I, I really appreciate you taking time out uh, of your busy schedule uh, to talk with me and share with our listening audience on what it means to be in office and uh, being the first of one of many. Um, I'm sure there's more um, to your story that is still being developed. So again, I, I appreciate you, brother, for, for your time. And for our listening audience, I hope you do go to um, his website. All of that information will be in our show notes as well. And thank you all for listening. And until next time you go and have a wonderful day and be blessed.
Hey, thanks for listening to the Everything Renewed podcast. I hope you heard something that was helpful and that you can relate to. Do me a favor, like, share, and subscribe to the show. Remember, start with the mind and everything can be renewed. Until next time, stay fresh, stay cool, and stay renewed.